Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. So you know how there's like these, uh, the Spotify recap stories oh. that you guys have Spotify, yeah. right? It tells you like, what what have you been listening to this year? Like, what are your top genres? All the all the good stuff, right? So I'm watching mine and obviously PP1 podcast comes across the uh, the top podcast. Oh, you listen to it? Reviews, right? Yeah. Okay. So I figured like, you know, we're doing pretty good lately, you know? We're getting we're getting like a decent amount of listens. I wonder how much of that is just like because it's some people we know. Like I'm sure Brady's got a hundred listens on there. Easy. You know, you know, I'm up there. We got we got some choice friends, you know, you know, a good supporter. Matt Ferguson's in there with some solid listens. Yep. We all have girlfriends and wives. My my wife doesn't listen. Yeah, so so I'm uh you know, She's I'm going loyal. through Christie's I'm going through Christie's uh uh Spotify review. Yeah. And uh, it gets to it gets to the podcast portion, and it says number one podcast, PP one podcast. I'm like, oh, I can't believe we're number one. And then it comes to the times, and it's like one listen for, for one minute. <laughs> so cringe. She was like, oh, I was really hoping you weren't going to see that. <laughs> Secrets out, folks. That's so, yeah, funny, Ted. On, on one side, it's like you know. Uh, it's good to know that we got some listens going on and it's not all our wives, but our wives may not be our highest supporters when it comes to viewership. And I suppose in a roundabout way, that's a good thing. I promise you, you mine doesn't listen to it. It's funny, Ted, uh, pretty similar story in my household this year. (laughs) There you Uh, go. Between the three, the three wives, I'm I'm guessing there's, there's probably one collective full listen between the three of them. That's, That's pretty funny. And that's probably five minutes total. Yeah. There you go. So that's good. I think my girlfriend made it about two hours, but wow! I think I forced her to listen it's to it. So. Was, was that like the long episode? Yeah, I know you had her. You had her locked in the car on a drive all the way home to to Kelowna, and you were on on her Spotify account. So you, yeah, my you my phone away. was dead, so I just had to ask her to throw it on for me. Right? Lovely, <laughs> yeah. lovely. Nothing like listening to your own voice. I love it. It's validating. You know what I mean? It's just something oh, yeah, Doug. that that sweet sound of my fake raspy voice so i love it thanks i had Ted. no idea it was fake yeah well i don't know what it is but it sounds different it sounds different in real life than on the phone but that's my burden to bear Besser's wide open gets the puck Tours! that's the only reason i do these podcasts is so i can hear all the amazing things about myself so thanks for having me and uh, now i'm signing off i am uh Honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> really appreciate that.
Welcome to the PP1 Podcast. We're episode 68. We're getting close. Yadermeter, Yager. The Yager episode. <laughs> we're still in, uh, uh, we're back to, to Zoom casting. Have you guys yes. seen, the, uh, on the Yammer Yager thing, have you guys seen the, the Jagamir Jerg card? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I have. We gotta, we gotta, I wish there was some visual at some point when we post this thing on social, we're going to have to throw the Jagamir Jerg card up there because that thing is an absolute beauty. You're in charge of that. Okay. Roger so, that. So Brady, you're still out in Vancouver in the dungeon. I am, yeah. And what's, uh, what's going on? Are you, you're coming home for Christmas in the, in the sense of you'll be driving here, but probably won't get to see anybody. Yeah, it's kind of a funny year. I mean, obviously with COVID going around, um, tough time to be seeing family. You know, Bonnie Henry's uh, laid the hammer down with, uh, you know, spending Christmas with people indoors and people in your own household. So I don't know. I might be, uh, I could actually, I found a loophole. Considering that I'm a student, I'm actually allowed to uh, to go home for the holidays. So uh, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of days. Do they know you're a BCIT student though? Does that count? I think so. I mean, journalism. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, yeah, we're probably gonna go see the girlfriend's parents and uh, maybe spend some time uh, in Kelowna. But good, good, Ted. Um, you're back at the office. Looks like. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I. I feel like a little bad. I. I. I commandeer the house. I don't have a big l- lavish pad like you do, Hank. So space is limited in my house. So I think what. Uh, what I do is is also like a little chance for me to just sneak away for a little bit. So I, I come back to the office. I don't spend all day here, so it's not a big deal. Uh, I come in, sit at my desk, bang out a podcast with you guys, and then uh, and then head back home. It's clearly not an important <laughs> office either. I can see like a leftover monitor and a recycling bin in the corner. So man, I remember that place. That's that's where it all began. This is the that's spot. Where it all started. That's the spot. It's the spot. The hangout, yeah, the hangout spot, man. I'll, I'll move. Podcast I'll move it room. for you there, Ryan. You know the what? Original dungeon. That is, I mean, right now it looks like a piece of crap, but there's memories there. There's good memories there. Yeah, we when we used to roll up in our cars and pull out the uh, the foam from the back seat, and you know, that's when we knew what we were walls. doing. That's when we knew what we were doing. Back now, before things got crazy. Yeah, and the Canucks made the playoffs, and then <laughs> everything went to hell. Yeah, Brady used to show up sick and coughing, and it wasn't really a big deal. And then we realized, yeah. yeah, you're kind of just expected to show up to work the next day. You just, know? Yeah, just hand sanitize. Oh, the good old then. days. Don't yeah. worry, we'll be okay. And now, <laughs> worldwide pandemic. So really, we've come full circle if you think about it. So, yeah, yeah and it looks like the NHL's uh, making some progress, especially in the last week. Yeah. I don't know if you want to fill us in on that, Ryan. So we'll do a quick rundown. Um, yeah, NHL looks like they're coming back in January. Um, we're gonna. The Canucks are gonna be an all Canadian division. We're gonna chat on uh, some idiot who sang at a <laughs> at a rally. Um, a little bit of outdoor shinny. Maybe talk about owners box and Ted's hopefully victorious uh, victorious uh, matchup against our buddy Chris. Chat about some goalie gear for World Juniors, <laughs> which you guys can probably just be quiet for about ten minutes. Mm, I'm no way, gonna, man. I'm all over that. With I'm going to run rough shot on that. Uh, I got a few questions in here, and you know what? Just catch up. Like, you know, we haven't done that. Brady's just like 
we were, weren't sure if he was ghosting us or not. And, you know, we'd be calling. We left messages. Like, where are they getting, you know, left at the, the post office? Like, are you our biggest fan? This is Stan kind of thing? Or Oh, how good was that? <laughs> that was great. That was great. I Did mean, you see that, B? I just want a PS5 no, like everybody else. So, oh, anyway. Man. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't seen that, Ryan, you're obviously talking about Pete Davidson's Stu. Saturday Night Live spoof of, of Stan, Eminem Stan. Yeah. Well, it sounds like something be... I have to see. It's yeah, good. you got to get on there and see it's that, Brady. I don't know. I can't remember when Stan came out. I don't even know if you're old enough oh. for that. I think that's like 2001. Okay. Back so in you the still, day. You would have been a pop, but you'd still know about it. So worth getting on there to check out Pete, Pete Davidson's Stan. You could have downloaded it on Napster. I love Slim. You want to talk about Eminem? I'm here all day long, man. <laughs> get a download Talking about Napster. the Spotify rap. That guy was on my list. There you go. There you go. Are so, you allowed to? I mean, because it, I had no idea you were such a big M fan because you rocked that, that Machine Gun Kelly hoodie on the regular. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I love uh, Machine Gun Kelly too. I mean, I think he's a multi-talented artist, but uh, bad respect for him to just to go after uh, the rap god like that. You know, um, you don't see many people doing that. So it was a good, entertaining uh, little battle back and forth there. Mm-hmm, he still mm-hmm. took the L, but you know what? He, he took a hard L. You, he took you it like a champ. He was he was willing to go get in the ring. So you know what? If you go against uh, the champ, you know you're gonna get, probably get knocked out a few times. So. But uh, yes, Brady, you are right. The NHL, as as of was it today, yesterday, they're coming back. The Canucks are going to be in the All Canadian Division. We talked about this with uh, Dixon Ward last week. Awesome guest, by the way. Yeah, so he was great. After you're done listening to this, folks, go back and take a little listen. Dixon had some great stories, and we're going to have him back, Brady. Hopefully, you can join us for that one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's looking like. I'm sure they're going to push for a 56-game schedule. I know 52 was the other option, but uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of the Leafs. Unfortunately, a lot of the Senators, the Jets, are probably going to have the Canucks number again. But uh, I I think those uh, big series against the Oilers and the Flames are definitely going to be a lot of fun, especially considering that half the Flames used to be Canucks as of four months ago. So, um, Brady, uh, what are your thoughts on, first of all, obviously, let's just, you know, get it out of the way. How happy are you that hockey is officially going to be back? And what do you think about the, we'll just bring up the all Canadian division for now. Yes, definitely uh, excited to hear that there's progress being made. Obviously a lot of work to be done uh, between now and puck drop, but I mean, uh, it's great news. And I mean, for, for Canadians, I think we've seen it for a long time coming, but the whole Canadian division, um, you know, it's not set in stone, but it's, you don't really have another option with, with everything with the border and, and all that. So, you know, just as a Canadian hockey fan, um, obviously next season is going to have, you know, it's ups and downs and it's difficulties and, and all that. But uh, one, one silver lining of it all is like, I'm super jacked to be watching the Canadian division uh, hockey, man. Like I was thinking about it earlier today and I was thinking about, you know, how much, how much Canadians love hockey night in Canada, you know, you you live and breathe for that stuff Saturday night, but we're going to be having that almost every night, for a whole year. So it's, uh, it's exciting to be, to thinking about, uh, you know, Patterson playing against Matthews, you know, seven, eight times a year. Um, and even just playing against the flames. I'm looking forward to that seven, eight times, you know, with the big storyline there. So, you know, it's going to be really exciting. I think. Ted, are you going to get sick of it? Man, I, Brady mentioned, uh, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Canadian hockey fan. I think what I've learned to realize over the last like, you know, decade or so is I'm actually not a Canadian hockey fan. I'm a Canucks hockey fan. And like, 
fuck all those other teams. I hate them. I can't stand them. I don't like the Flames. I don't like watching the Oilers. I don't like watching the Leafs. Screw the Habs. Whatever other teams there are, I think there's one out in Winnipeg who gives a shit. Ottawa, apparently they have a hockey <laughs> team. Fuck them. Like, I don't care. I, I, I get that the uh, the Canadian division is a thing. I don't probably want it to continue to be a thing later on past COVID. I get that it's it's we need it now, and it's going to be fun, I suppose, watching these rivalries go, but they're rivalries for a reason. I don't like these teams. I don't want to watch the Browns play the Steelers four times a year. No, I wouldn't either. That'd be like, awful. Like, s- screw those guys. Like, I, I don't I don't care. I don't, I don't think it's neat that, like, you know, we get to see all of these Canadian teams. I get that rivalries happen, but we have a rivalry with a bunch of these teams anyway. So uh, at some point, I'm going to want this to go away, and I want to go back to seeing, you know, Sidney Crosby and the Penguins and Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Uh, it's fine for now. I get it. I understand. I've talked to people already that are like, I want it to be this way from now on i really like the idea of the canadian division like no man like if if anything other than the canucks you know come out on top of the canadian vision division i don't care then. It's, yeah it's i don't care and it's going to be we'll never hear the end of it we'll never hear the end of it for whatever team comes out in success for this right so uh you know combined with the fact that i like the idea you know if we're going back to the to being like i'm a canadian hockey team fan you know, I like the idea of like having a representative in the Eastern Conference semifinal and one in the Western Conference semifinal. That's good for hockey. You know, that helps later on down the road. But in the meantime, gloves are off, man. I'm done with every other Canadian team until this isn't a division anymore. Screw that. How do you really feel, though? <laughs> you, yeah, tell us do you more, need guys. another five minutes on that soapbox of yours or yeah, what? I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't like you know, most of it comes with the fact that I don't like the other teams. Right. So. I can't wait for it. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Pumped. It's gonna I be can't good. Wait. I can't wait to be. You know, see the the Canadians and the the Sens and yeah, and the, and, you know, and the Maple Leafs. I can't wait to be playing them eight, eight, seven, eight times, man. Like that's gonna be. It's gonna be some entertaining hockey for sure. And you know why this Canadian Canadian division works, right? Because I'm already seething about it, right? It's not even happening. We haven't even played any games, and I already feel like it's a rivalry. So that's when we know that it's gonna be the right thing for this moment. Uh, because I'm already like livid for the fact that I'm going to have to see these guys and talk to people around me that have, that have like lease ties and, and, and Canadians ties and flames ties. I'm going to have to hear about this bullshit from them. So here, here's the silver lining um, in all of this. We all know this. Yeah. Here it comes. Be happy. We do not work at Jersey city anymore. <laughs> that was it, right? Preach brother. If, Okay, so we've, because, we've gone over this so many times, but if you've worked sports retail mm-hmm. in a shop like that, you are getting super fans. You are getting the know-it-alls. You are getting the guys that, oh, I've been a fan for years. You're getting, oh, I was a Patriots fan last year, right? You're getting all of that. Hey, why are you a Browns fan? You're pretty much just getting all the other crazy fans that probably have their own podcasts, too. <laughs> You get it all. And then here right? we are. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting the yeah. cesspool of all that. So yeah. if we were working still, thankfully we're not, and we've we've ascended at least a step higher than that, um, <laughs> at least one. Um, if we were working there, it would be it'd be the worst, unrelenting for like six months. It'd be and, terrible, and it would be it would be all the time. There's no break. It's not. Well, thank God we're playing the Islanders or we're playing Washington or even Tampa or something. No. It's the Flames fans, it's the Oilers fans, which are probably the worst. Toronto and Montreal, eh, you know what, there's there's something there. It's it's nice to, you know, break it up. <laughs> Ottawa, it's always nice to meet that fan. Um, 
and Winnipeg, like, again, I'm happy that they're back, but again, whatever. If we're <sighs> in that, I, like, I don't even know. Like, that's coming home every day. Like, I would just yell. The first thing I do is get in the door and I just yell at my family because I'm already outraged. It would take me a good, like, 10 minutes just to, like, calm down. Be like, how was your day? Because you get home and go Super Saiyan. Oh, it just, like, you just need a shower to get all the filth off you. So, but Ted, you, you wanted to step in quickly on that. Well, I, I just, I'm 100% down with what you're talking about. I'm, I'm here for this all day. But I think my biggest problem with all of that was, was that when your team was playing good, you know, uh, you, you wouldn't hear from anybody. And then something bad would happen, right? And then they'd come in in droves, right? They'd come in and talk all sorts of shit, right? You know, your team loses in the Stanley Cup final. All you hear about from every fan is like, Oh, Boston, this, oh, Canucks fans, this, you guys are the worst, blah, 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 the blah. hyenas. Right? But when their team does something bad, it's not like I can just go show up at their work and, like, yammer on about how bad their team is. I don't, I can only see them when they decide to come to the store and beat me, right? So it was always the worst. We could never defend ourselves. It was always crap. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for that. And I'm happy that we're the three of us not in this situation to have to deal with the Canadian division moving forward because, hoo-hoo-wee, it'll be fun to watch. But what a pain in my ass! Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's it's. You might think I'm crazy, but uh, no, I do. You know, some some days, uh, some days I miss working at Jersey City. Oh jeez, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's not much different than us sitting around talking sports now. I mean, uh, difference was we were getting paid for it back then. Now we're not- just you know all. Uh, in our basements, you know, got our headsets on and still talking hockey. So. I mean, but we don't have right. to help anybody when we're talking, though. That's, That's true. Thing. You're not wrong. Yeah, I am we get, in my basement. We get to drive the narrative now. So yes, yes. So there you go. We were talking about <laughs> idiots. Don't have to pretend to uh, be, uh, you know, just talking to the fans and oh yeah, yeah, this and that, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You're right. Like there's there's the good and the bad, but I mean. You can talk to your friends outside of work, and thankfully, we this is what we do. So, um, speaking of idiots, um, Mark Donnelly, I could just stop there, and I think the whole narrative's been played out. But Mark Donnelly, oh he decided to uh, sing "O Canada," or at least a quarter of it, at a anti-mask rally um, last week, and he got fired. Not like he was really you know, high up in the, the Canucks rankings as far as anthem singers go because it sounded like he was essentially on his way out and this was just the nice final, not, and I hate to compare it, but, you know, Don Cherry had a bunch of things and we all thought it was going to happen, but we didn't really know a whole lot about Mark Donnelly apparently. And again, this is hearsay, but, you know, sounds like he wasn't, you know, he was a bit of a sleazy dude. But again, I can't confirm that. This is not, I'm not here to say that he is or not. But uh, speaking out that he was going to do that, um, again, whatever your feelings on COVID are and, you know, it's not a hoax people like it is, whether you believe it's, it's, you know, high alert or whatever, it's not a hoax. Like it, it does exist. This isn't just like a made up thing, like the tooth fairy. Um, uh, sorry, we're good. Like everybody's good on that one. Brady, <laughs> we're good. Okay. So anyway, he, uh, the uh, Francesco Aquilini, um, came out with a periodical tweet and uh, almost like, man, this is tight, almost like a playoff game. It was kind of one of those tweets and uh, asked to say former Canucks anthem singer. So that was kind of the mic drop last week. And it was it kept us all talking, um, kept us from talking about how he didn't give water to like, you know, 
his uh, berry pickers and all that kind of stuff. But that's a whole other that's a whole other ball game. Um, or how long do we want to waste on this, Brady? Mark Donnelly. What are they uh, talking about in Vancouver? Because you're down there more than I am. So it's as someone who's in journalism. I mean. I would say it was the biggest story in Vancouver that day, for sure. I mean, it was going around like wildfire. Um, and I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much, but uh, I mean, I think the Canucks were were in the right mind to do what they did. Um, but just at a, at a fan's perspective, I mean, I took my girlfriend down to her, her first game a couple years ago. <laughs> and um, I mean, great game, you know, everything you wanted to see in a hockey game happened that night. Comeback win, you know, hockey players losing their teeth, fights, shootout goals, this and that. But uh, my girlfriend's favorite part of the whole thing was the fact that Mark Donnelly was there to sing. And, uh, you know, then then this happens and, uh, you know, the perspective on Donnelly and, and that whole situation kind of changes now. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's just a funny situation. So I can't uh, really say what he did was right or wrong but i mean i think i think i'm feeling like it was wrong but uh yeah that's all i really have to say i mean it's too bad he's kind of uh dampened his image to a lot of canucks fans it ran its course i guess you could say you know yeah, i'll jump in there for you b it, it was wrong what, what he what he did was wrong but it doesn't really matter anyways and like you said i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it but i think it did do one thing it allowed uh, Francesco Aquilini to make a tweet that somehow united all of Canucks Twitter, or at least it seemed that way because that shit never happens. Yeah, that's you're right. That never <laughs> happens. But I mean, he got on there and he was like, well, I guess this guy's not a Canucks singer anymore. You're fired. And, uh, and everybody was like, everybody was on board. Everybody agreed. Uh, you know, anybody who didn't agree definitely didn't want to say anything for fear of getting lynched. Uh, whatever. So it's over. It's done with. Uh, the thing with me is I get, I get an, uh, goosebumps every time i hear the anthem being sung at a hockey game that's that's bar none it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be that guy you know marie huey does a great job sings a great anthem we've had some other amazing singers come in there as well so uh whatever you know what in the grand scheme of things it was the guy who who part-time sung for the vancouver canucks they only play 41 games a year at home i don't know how many of those are owned by mark donnelly to sing you know, are we really losing out on too much here? We get a small handful of games that he's not going to be there to sing, uh, and it's over and done with. So I think maybe more than anything, it might have been a really smart PR move by the Apple Leading Group. So yeah. we'll just give him that. Yeah, make the cut. Like I said, it's uh, sometimes it, it's easy to just kind of move on when you can, especially considering there is no season right now, and it's probably a lot easier to make that move. Whether it was an in-season one, you're probably going to see this take a little bit more... Uh, Hundred percent. A little bit more of a you know spotlight, but again, I think this will be a side note probably in the next week or so. And I mean, I'm not a huge fan of national anthems anyway. That's my thing. Um, there's a lot of people on Twitter that are like that as well online, and I don't know. It's it is what it is, but you know we can move on. Um, I am excited for one guy. We can talk about not getting excited and then getting excited. Niels Hoglander there is a good chance he's going to make the Canucks. His, uh, was it the GM, Brady, or was that his coach? I didn't bother to fact-check on it, um, saying that uh, he doesn't think he's quite ready to be an NHLer um, and that, you know, he thinks, 
you know, basically one more season in Sweden would probably be for the best. No kidding. If I if that's my co- again, I think it was I think it was the coach. Um, yeah, I'd want to keep him too. But here's the thing: he's not going to stay in Sweden. He's coming to the NHL. He will get a more than legit chance to make the Canucks. And he's had what two more tries at that lacrosse goal in the last like week and a half. One from behind the net, one from to the side of the net. Like he's gonna pull this off in a game, whether he scores on it or not. Um, Ted, how I I think it's starting to come now, like get a little bit more exciting. How excited are you for Hoglander, regardless of the capacity of what he's gonna accomplish that season? Like, what are your your new thoughts? I am excited for Canucks prospects, period, right? But I'm also excited for Canucks prospects, but when they're brought in and they're brought in to develop under the Canucks system, right? I uh, I think it's great, obviously, that we have college players. You know, we'll, we'll talk McDonough for a quick second, but, yeah. but he's playing out somewhere else under someone else's system that the Canucks actually don't have control over, right? So the Canucks can sort of dictate how much ice time he's getting, what reps he's seeing in practice, uh, this management and this coaching staff can identify weaknesses from from a team system point of view where things need to happen. But uh, I don't know if he's going to make the team. I think Brady and I talked not too long ago. We're pretty bullish on the fact that we don't think he's going to make the squad. It's very it's very possible that he plays like a handful of games. But I think, you know, a guy of, of Hoaglander's ilk needs to play in the top six, right? That has to happen. He's not a checking forward. I don't, you know, and and... And not only does he have to play in the top six, I think um, Faber did a really good job actually outlining this in an article the other day. Um, and you and I, Brady, had talked about it previously on a, a different episode. But but not only does he have to play in the top six, but of the top six, he probably has to play on that first line, right? Because the second line that we've talked about so often is that there is no true checking third line here. And all those defensive responsibilities are brought to the second line, which is Bo's line, which we all agree is a bit of, mis- a, bit of a mistake or a bit miscast, right? Um and, and Hoaglander can't exist on that line if it's going to be fed tough, tough, tough checking assignments. So that really only leaves one option available, right? That's that's probably first line duty playing on a line with, you know, JT and Elias. And, and I'm sure that that would look great. Don't get me wrong. It's right? not realistic. Yeah, he's a but he's a feisty guy. You know, he's, he's a dream with the puck. He sees the ice so well. He's bullish to the front of the net. He's really good on the wall, surprisingly, for his size, right? Um but I don't know how that that fits with Besser. That that does like make Besser look good on the second line. I don't know exactly what it does for the third line. Does that mean he sits in there with with a Gaudet and a Vertanen, uh, among other players? I'm not really sure. It seems like it's a little bit of a miscast, right? He does help the second power play unit out. He could probably play on the first in a pinch. But all in all, I just don't know where he fits, right? I think it's a long season, even if it's a short season. Injuries happen. The games are clumped together. So it's very likely that we're going to see Hoaglander at some point where he impresses for a couple of weeks during practice and forces a way into the lineup or an injury occurs. Um, but, you know, all in all, regardless of any of that, I'm just happy that he's under uh, the Canucks tree and he's going to be developing under our coaches and our system. Brady? I, I don't really have too much to add to that. I think I, I think Ted nailed, uh, nailed it on the head. Um, and he's an exceptional skater. He's got great hands, puck skills. He loves getting creative with the puck. Um, we've seen it, all those lacrosse goals. Uh, he scored one at the World Juniors. I believe he scored two last season. Yeah. Uh, he's attempted it a couple times this year. Uh, and, in, and in different and creative ways, too. Um, 
I don't know if it's going to be as easy for him to pull that off at the end at the NHL level. I mean, there's a lot more ice over, over in Sweden, but um, I just think, I think Ted's right with uh, where he fits in this lineup. And unless the Canucks make drastic changes to how they are, are uh, deploying their, their guys, I just don't see him landing in the top six. And um, I just don't see him working out in the bottom six either. So, I mean, Best of luck to him at camp. I really hope he proves me wrong, but um, he's going to be an exciting player to watch in the future regardless. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I Ted, you're right. I think it's just that opportunities, knowing that uh, under the Canucks tutelage and not someone else's, that you're, you're going to just see the, the progression that they'd like him to see where they can kind of coach and train and guide him instead of, you know, waiting for him to come over and instead of, you know, text conversations and, and phone and video and like, hey, this based on these line mates, this is how you should approach this situation when so-and-so is coming at you or, you know, when you're in this zone, this is how we can approach this instead of just like, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, things will get figured out. So, yeah. And, and having him, having him under, you know, under, under their wing right now means that there's so many other factors that can take place in the course of the season. Right. But to have him at availability like that at the snap of a finger, yeah, I mean, it just means that like, you know, Vertanen could be playing not that great, or or maybe a different winger is not having a great great week, or maybe Pearson doesn't look that great. Uh, and and Hoaglander's shown really well in the last few practices, and it's real quick to just make a quick lineup adjustment like that. And and either it's going to work, and he's going to see some traction, or he's going to show that he's not out of place. There's lots of things that can happen that you can do in small little cups of coffee that help a player along. And that happens with a lot of players that are working their way into the system, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a he's not a Pud Colson. He's not going to help in a 200-foot game because it's just not his game. Um, but he is still a valuable player, and he can be a valuable player. And really, who knows where it goes? I'm just thinking immediately, uh, you know, the the Horvat line and the defensive assignments thing is, is, is really, I feel like, what's holding him back in this spot. Yeah, and I mean, again, for all we know, training camp is a complete different beast than than we're used to, and maybe there's opportunities that maybe weren't even there a season ago or even on the restart back in the spring. Uh, the early summer so you know there's a lot of possibilities I suppose but uh, I mean we're going to probably be talking about like the Rathbones and Chatfields and and, you know Chatfield got signed today Um, yeah so you know obviously Jim Benning is still that much more bullish on him than some of the other guys but um, you know we're definitely going to be talking about those guys I think a lot more just because I think there's a bit more of a realistic chance that um, one or multiple of those guys are are starting on on the top six and or the six in in defense so no it's been interesting i mean the Canucks have been really lucky in the sense of prospects over the last you know handful of years uh bo horvat was fun to watch and then besser came along and then you got patterson hughes demko the list goes on um and now we have you know we still have these uh you know exciting prospects coming in, but it's kind of at a different tier. I mean, it's not quite as high as the Pedersen hype and the, the Horvat and Besser hype, but it's still exciting. And I mean, I think, I think the expectations are high for Hoglander right now, but I mean, um, he's the type of guy that looks like he, he wants to work hard every day and he wants to come and he wants to be a better player. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what he can, I'm excited to see what he can bring. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a different talent. I mean, it's kind of, totally. it's like the Pedersen with, I don't know like who who would be like that flashy kind of cocky guy that uh, like on the Canucks. Are you talking yeah. about? It's kind of like. Type? I mean, he's got a bit of that Ovi a bit. Of, like he's got. I kind of look bit at him like a 
Maybe the Nikolai Goldobin that Nikolai Golden never was. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> we'll never really know. <laughs> we'll never really know. No, but he's, I know what you're saying. He's got that flash in like, a, and it's not the same, but that sort of idea of like a really, like a puck handling wizard, almost like a Marner type, right? Right. Um, Marner's like a 100-point player, and that's maybe not a fair comparison, but they bring that same, he brings that same swagger that a Marner does. He's got a bit of bite to his game. Uh, you know, you, you, you feel like he's got a chance to do something special when he's out on the ice, right? So these are these are complementary players that we've drafted the last few years, and these are the kind of guys that are going to have to help supplement the big boys on this roster. Um, and, and he has that ability to think the game at a similar level as a, as a PD or, or as a JT Miller or, or a Brock Besser so that he can complement these players and play nice. I think that if he were to spend some time on the first line, he probably could fit in there and put up some points. Are we going to see that? It doesn't sound like a Travis Green decision to me, so we'll see. I think if things get a little dicey um, down the stretch and he does make the team, um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he got, let's say, a game or at least a half game. I mean, again, that's probably later in the season if things maybe aren't going well and you just want to try something and see what sticks. So, But, uh, you know, we're the fact that we're actually talking about him and that uh, his... Uh, you know, his time in Sweden is definitely coming to an end very, very soon. So something to be excited about, obviously, Pod Colson. We're going to be talking about him, and it sounds like he'll be in, is he in the World Juniors? I think so. So he's probably going to run roughshod on that whole tournament, and I'm excited for that World Juniors. Let's hope so. We can start talking about that probably the next week or so. I don't want to dedicate too much time on it today because there, there's a lot of meat on the bones for that one. So I think uh, we'll, we'll get excited very soon. Um, let's take a quick break here, and we're going to bring up our presenting sponsor, Owner's Box. I like these guys. They're a good group. Um, mm-hmm. Owner's Box is not a daily fantasy site. It is a weekly fantasy. They've got drafts. You're not dealing with budgets like you know the guys dueling it out there or some so-called kings. You're dealing with Owner's Box. These guys own the show. They've got hockey, they've got basketball, baseball, obviously football we're in right now, so that's the name of the game. Um, we have our PP1 Invitational, which hopefully we can fire up again uh, this weekend. It's been an absolute gong show in the NFL, but uh, they are a presenting sponsor, at least uh, till the end of this month, and uh, hopefully going forward as well. Um, again, great guys um, to be you know to be associated with. We're uh, you know also they're also part of the Dean Blundell Network, which uh, we are a part of as well. Um, Ted, you finished off your two week uh, trek to to a championship. Um, I lost week one handedly, and uh, I I, th- I thought I had it nailed down last week, and apparently Tyreek Hill had yet to play, and that all changed within about ten minutes. Um, but how did it go for you? Did you end up winning your matchup? Did you did you take the the golden chalice and win some coin? Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? I did. Yeah, I think uh, so. I ended up winning 160, 133 against uh, defending champ Chris wow. Phillips. So that was a that was a really big win. Um, you know, I got uh, I got lucky in the in the first round uh, beating uh, one of the owners, actually, of owner box, owner's box, owner's box. Sandy. Oh, yeah, Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. 
so taser king as he's known on there so it was uh that was a good shootout too with 148 to 132 but these are like these are really fun teams that we get to put together right so you go through this draft obviously there's there's four other teams that we participated in this one they can be much bigger than that but you you pick your your draft in a, in a snake format and it just goes back and forth right so you know i ended up with some good players patrick mahomes nick chubb uh you know threw in a dk metcalf uh, a, a jefferson who I love out of Minnesota um, and ended up riding it all the way to a win, um, you know, and you collect real money out of it. Right. So I think it was like, a, we got a free bonus five bucks when you sign up for owners, owners yeah. box to get yeah. going. Uh, you know, you can put that money to your, to your, towards your first bet essentially to get going. Uh, and then after you win your matchup, depending on how many people are in your league to win versus one week or four weeks or however long you decide to make it, um, you know, the money gets doled out accordingly. So, um, it was cool to collect a couple of dollars on here. My account's growing a little bit. I'm going to continue to add that money um, into other events and, and just to continue to try to win on this one. So it's a lot of fun. I, I like it a lot. So they've got a thing. Uh, it's not quite live yet, and I'm super excited because when hockey starts, Brady, I'm going to take so much of your your COVID CERB money um, <laughs> and your your thousand bucks. Well, I guess you don't get the thousand bucks. It, it's such a great site, and I mean, I've been playing the other guys for a little while, and this is a really new kind of way to do it. Um, I love the fact that you can draft, and you're not drafting the garbage. You're uh-huh. drafting the best of the best, and especially if it depends on how many teams are in there. Like, if you've got, you know, a 16-teamer, yeah, you're going to probably end up with, uh, you know, some second and third line guys as far as hockey goes. Um, but, uh, you know, the the tighter those, those, uh, those tournaments are, if there's four to eight teams – you're going to end up getting, you know, mostly, you know, top line players for across the league. Obviously, again, we're doing the NFL right now. So um, you're definitely trying to get the best of the best from, you know, the, the teams that are still in it. Um, again, if, if you guys aren't into like fantasy sites, like I get it, not everybody's into fantasy football or fantasy sports. Um, it, if you like to, if you think you kind of know your stuff, like you do enjoy whatever sport you happen to be in, whether it's baseball or basketball, like give it a try. It's I mean, it doesn't hurt. You get in there, like I said, you get verified, you get five bucks. Throw your five bucks on there. If you win, you get to keep playing. You can add a few more bucks. They also have these this owner's bucks thing. So the more you win, um, you can turn these owner's bucks into real dollars. So it's it's kind of like a loyalty thing. Like the longer you go, you can start, you know, um, carrying over those bucks into actual dollars and then obviously using that to bet. If you want or cash out or whatever, Um it is a really neat site. Like I said, check it out. Go get verified. You get uh, five bucks in there. I can't remember what they're still matching as far as your first deposit on there. But, I mean, you don't really have anything to lose. And especially considering that we're all sitting around doing absolutely nothing during COVID. Um, you know, if you already lost out on your fantasy season for football, like I did, um, this gives you a quick buy-in to get attached to all the best players and, you know, ride something out for a week or two weeks. Um, even if you just got a buddy that you just want to throw five, 10, 20 bucks on the line. Um, it's nice to have bragging rights going into Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever kind of week we're looking at in, in NFL right now, considering COVID seems to dominate the schedule. Um, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, give it a try. Like I said, Brady, you're going to love it. Once you get in, we're going to absolutely uh, kill it when it comes hey, to hockey's NFL. coming. Yeah. Hockey's coming, right? So Ryan, you can pick Nils Hoglander and throw him in your starting lineup. Huh? I'm going to have the number one pick, and then I'm going to go and get Marc-Andre Fleury. So. There you go. So anyway, thank you, Owner's Box. Um, check them out. Make sure you go check them. We'll make sure we have links in, in the podcast startup. So anyway, back to business. 
Brady, you had uh, some posts on here talking about all the Canadian teams. Um, give us a rundown. How did the Canucks do as far as best centers, best wingers, best defenders? Did we did we run the table or or what? I mean, uh, Canucks have had some good spots uh, over the week. I, I noticed uh, both guys from Sportsnet and guys from TSN have been running, uh, you know, top five best wingers top five best centers, top five best defensemen. Those are the ones I've seen so far for the, uh, the rumored Canadian division. And uh, no, it was nice to see some good names up there. Uh, I did notice that Quinn Hughes took the number one spot in all the votes for best defenseman in Canada. Oh, so man. that's big. Um, over guys like chance. Shea Weber, um, you know, Thomas Chabot, guys like that. So good to see that. Um and there was also Elias Pettersson. He came in third and fourth for best Canadian centers. Uh, one guy actually had him uh, ranked higher than Leon Dreisaitl. I'm not sure of the situation there, but, I mean, I'll take it. And huh. uh, JT Miller was ranked. One guy had him ranked uh, the third best winger in Canada, which I like too. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Who, who, oh, sorry. sorry, I thought you said Jake Vertanen for a second, and I, so I had to stop you. So it was JT Miller. <laughs> I, I, no, I must have tuned yeah. out for a second. Sorry. <laughs> JT Miller. And, oh, boy. Jake, um, Jake T. Vermiller. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and Kachuk was up there. Matt Kachuk was up there at number one and number two. Um Marner was up there as number one, but he was also up there as number five. So uh, pretty interesting to see that. Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, uh, I think it was, I can't remember, it was back in like September maybe when Brian Burke put a, a list similar to this. I think it was like top Canadian team players uh, under the age of 25 or something like that. You know, if you had to start over, who would you draft, right? So obviously, uh, you know, McDavid was pick number one. And then uh, they, they worked from the bottom back up to the top, right? So, uh, but I think, you know, Shabbat was, Shabbat was in there, but he was probably one of like the lower half of the picks. But you had Dreisaitl in at number two. I think uh, Pedersen slotted in as like the number four pick, right slightly ahead of, of, of Quinn Hughes. I think Marner was in there too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penalties, yeah. Uh, and then uh, of the Kachuk brothers, Matthew Kachuk was rated higher. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was a fun, it was a fun list. Cal Connor was in there too, but he definitely valued, uh, centers, uh, that, that killed penalties, uh, above wingers, uh, all else. And then defensemen too. Right. So I think you're right back then in September when Burke put this list together too, <laughs> Quinn was the number one pick back then. So it's cool to see that it hasn't slipped at all, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to peep that list Brady. So that's, that's, that's rad. I'm going to have to check that out. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, nice to see the guys get the credit they deserve. Um, would have liked to seen Brock Besser make the top five wingers list somewhere. Didn't see that. Um, but one thing that was cool was uh, on one guy's list, both Quinn Hughes and Nate Schmidt made the top five. So oh. I mean, that's kind of something to look forward to. I mean, there's some high uh, high praise for Nate Schmidt next season. It'll be interesting to see how he plays with, with Hughes or without him. He's going to be a good addition to the team. That's right, because that's a that's a good add to the division that probably wasn't obviously wasn't here before, right? So mm -hmm. we'll uh, we'll see. I'm really excited to see what Schmidt does this year. I got a I got a question for you guys. I brought this up, and I think uh, sorry, Brady, did you have something to go on there? No, no, you go right ahead. Okay, man. so um, we're gonna have some fun here. Are you guys want to have some fun? I like fun. Okay, I'm gonna give Brady first dibs on this. So I came up with this question because you know it gets a little boring when you have no idea what you're going to talk about every week. And yet we still do. We find a way to get an hour somehow. <laughs> I mean, the guests don't hurt. Um, we're going into a season. So, and it's a shortened season, but the expectations are always high. So looking at the Canucks, 
let's go through. I've got about five or six players here, and I'm going to keep track of this. So at the end of the season, we're going to see who was absolute crap and who knows everything about the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to see which players led the team in points for how many weeks. So we're going to go through. So Pedersen, like how many weeks did Pedersen lead the Canucks in points? How many weeks did Besser lead it? Bo, um, Hughes. um, I've got, uh, who else do I got? Besser, Miller, and percentages Jay. then because we don't know how many weeks the season's gonna. Yeah, how many? How many weeks? Just roughly? how many times? Like six, no, no, no. Sixteen just, weeks, roughly. No, no, no. Twenty I'm just weeks. Saying, how many times? Like we're just gonna throw out a number. So it, and I mean, some of them might not at all. Like you might have a, a week where we don't okay. score a goal. So, um, so let's go with the you know the the easiest one. Brady, you can get first uh, first answer. How many weeks? Of this season, do you think PD is going to lead the Canucks in points? Ooh, I'm going to say, should I say like a number, a number, a of number, weeks yeah. or like a percentage of the weeks? No, no, just wow, well, whatever. I don't. Care. I'll say he'll lead the team six, seven, seven different times. Seven, seven different times. Okay, seven Ted. Seven different weeks, he'll be the team leader in points. Ted, how many weeks? He said seven. Seven. I think he's going to lead for more than seven weeks. I think he's going to lead for – I, I feel like I'm going to be dumb here and not know how many weeks the season is going to be, but uh, we're going to say that he's going to lead for 16 weeks. Holy smokes. Or, that's, like the whole, that's like the whole season. So I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with nine. How's that? Nine, okay. Nine, that's that's good. Um, the runner-up for Calder last year is this. I, I gotta ask yeah. real quick. Yeah, is this is this gonna be like a Price Is Right thing? Closest without going over? No, if you go over, <laughs> whatever. It's like one dollar, Bob. Yeah, one dollar, <laughs> Bob. One dollar, Drew. Come on down. You're an idiot. Um, okay, uh, uh, Ted. An idiot. Ted, you get first dibs. <laughs> Quint Quentin Hughes. You just watch the Grinch. No. How many weeks is he going to lead the season for? Yeah, none. Zero? Maybe no, not even, not even one. Not Ooh. even that's one, zero. One, one, one dollar, Bob. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Brady, do you, who's we, this? Quinn Hughes. Do you want to win this uh, shiny new Apple how many, Watch? How it's many a, weeks will he uh, lead the team? Yeah, I'll say four weeks. Four weeks. Holy smokes! I'm going to go with two. I, I think it's a low one. Um, here, here. Uh, we're just we're talking just the points in that week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant leading the team in points. Yeah, like a week, like from Sunday to Saturday. Okay, well then I, I misunderstood the question, so okay. I'm going to change my first my first answer. <laughs> okay, we got to scrap that. Re-record, everybody. Yeah, no, Re-record. I'm going to I'm going I'm to change my first answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To to. To nine? Did you say nine already? I'll say I said nine. Ten weeks. Ten weeks for Pedersen. Okay. And Quinn is going to lead on five different occasions. Oh my! Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, we're getting somewhere. Um, this is going to be an interesting one because I'm still hoping for it. Um, and I'm going to start on this one. So Brock Besser. I'm going to go. Oh, it's, I'm really hoping on him. I'm going to go with three. I know that's probably an absolute ridiculous number. I'll do the same, Ryan. I'll You're going to go three? three? Well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can have the same number. It's not like... Yeah, Yeah. you guys are lame. 
Uh, picking three, that's that's lame. Uh, just because lame. it's the same. You Brock's a... a streaky guy. I think Brock is going to go on streaks where he's the best player on the ice, and I think he's going to be the best player on the ice for, for more about than five a, weeks. For five weeks, you think he's going to have weeks. five weeks? That's a yeah. big season for Brock. No, he's going to have. This is a bounce back season. I think it's been a lot of time for recovery. I think he's going to go through his weeks where he is not that great, and then he's just going to explode, and then he's going to have a great week, and then we're maybe not going to see him for a couple weeks, and then he's going to come back and then explode for another couple weeks. So, so here's here's five the, weeks. Here's the caveat, though. I mean, it is the Canucks, and they are playing in the Canadian division. So if we get, like, Ottawa a couple times in a week, and then we get, like, Toronto, you know, Brock's got an opportunity one week, and he might not even hit the score sheet the week after. So that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I got a couple more here. So, sorry, Besser, you said how many again? He said five. Five. Okay, sorry. Um, oh, Captain, my Captain, Brady. Captain Bo, I liked what I saw in the playoffs. Me too. Gonna bring a little bit more of that pizzazz. I'm going to go uh, four weeks for Captain Bo. Four. Ted? I'm going to I'm gonna drop it down a little bit. I'm not expecting a bunch of regression from Bo, but I'm going to think of a little bit of a plateau for him as the other guys pick up the slap. Probably something like three weeks. Three. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with three as well. That's lame. You guys You're, are lame. What? What? That's... <laughs> I said three last time, and then I got matched. So, okay, Jonathan, Tonathan, Ted, what? JT Miller, Jonathan, Tonathan, yeah, uh, JT Jimothy, Miller, Timothy, J- Jimothy, what? Timothy. Whatever, He's gonna have some good weeks too, right? I think uh, we're probably looking somewhere along the lines of six weeks. I think he's gonna. I'm feeling six. Six is the number. Six. So right now, I guess I should probably look because these these numbers are probably not going to add up. We might. The have good to thing is, is you can have react. a bad week as the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe you get shut out in two games and only score one. And if you're the guy that scores in that week, and that that's what I'm saying. Like it's a number. One might one might be the clubhouse leader. So. Yeah, this might be the weirdest thing that you've ever done, but I'm here for it. Thank you. This is a my hear me out, guys. <laughs> I hear you. JT Miller for me. I'm I'm thinking he's going to have. Uh, he's going to be a good, but he's not going to be as good as last season. I'm going to go with a three weeks for JT three. Miller. I'm going to go four. I'm going to be one better than you. And finally, Mr. Apple Bowl himself, Mr. Uh, Instagram or whatever, Snapchat while he's driving, Mr. Celebrities, Jake Vertanen. You Brady. first, Tank. Okay. <sighs> one. Very anticlimactic, I know. Brady, what do you think? Ah, man. Um, I'm going to say, just because I'm really hoping this happens, he gels amazing on the top line, and he goes off for four leading weeks. Wow. I like it. I like it. I like it so much, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also say four. Wow. Yeah, I like this. I like this. And I'll if that's your last one, Ryan, I'm going to throw one more into that. So you have 33 weeks of winners, Ted. Brady, you have 25 weeks, and I have 22 weeks. So I'm sure we're way off on this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, But I don't care because this is a podcast, and I literally could care less what um, you all think. So I'll throw, I'll throw one more in there. Who, who gets the lion's share of the starts, and who and what percentage do they start? 
55 for Thatcher Demko. 55 percent. Yeah. Demko. Okay. You gotta write that down. I don't know. I, I sure. Whatever. I, I suppose I. <laughs> I suppose I should validate your question. I'm gonna say 55 percent. Oh. Oh. Okay. I was like, you jerk. <laughs> so. 40%. I am gonna say. I. A Thatcher Demko injury. Oh. I'm not putting bad juju out. Not there. another concussion. But 40% for Demko, 60% for Holpe. Wow. All right. And I don't want that to happen. I want to be very clear about that. (laughs) (laughs) I I want Demko to be, I want Demko to be the man rolling forward on this. I want to him to be, I want him to be a 60% starter. You remember the last time we predicted, remember when we predicted an injury last time or I did, who did we have on the show? Was it like Rick or something? Who did, oh, I don't know. Who did we? Oh yes, we had Rick on the show. And we predicted who, a Tyler Myers injury. Oh, and then and he went what down. Do you, what do you know? Tyler Myers goes down like that week. Like, oh yeah. Uh, way to go, Dolly Wall. You jinxed it for us, man. So <laughs> anyway, 50, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, yeah. you know, there's that. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't put bad juju on him. Or like the like Joe Buck with a kicker or something. <laughs> did you see that? On uh, was it Thursday night football or whatever? It was the Ravens game the other day, and Justin Tucker had made like twenty straight field goals, and they brought up a little a little uh, whatever the the ticker click or whatever like his little. I think snack. that's the I think that's the scientific name. Yeah, that's click. that's that's what it is. You can check it out on the internet. That is fact. And so the, <sighs> they mentioned he's like, yeah, he's made this many in a row. And whoever is guy with him, he's like, man, you can't say that. He's like, you're going to jinx him. He's like, no, there's no jinx. And then he missed it, right? He missed it. And they brought it up that, you know, that he he jinxed the the kicker. And uh, it was a big deal online. So um, just don't talk about those sort of things. Shutouts, we all know. Um, Not an injury. Just for some reason, I think it's going to be 60-40 Holby. Just, Okay. Thanks. There you, you go. Sa- you, you saved. We can we can bleep that part out. You saved yourself. We're gonna um, have to cut about. There's 10 something minutes. I was kind of curious. I wanted to know your guys' thoughts on it. Um, uh, PS5. It was just this is what whole 56 game thing. Um, I'm a little amped for hockey this week, but uh, it just got me thinking. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to look forward to next season. But if you had to pick a player on the team that you're looking forward to watching next year, who do you got your eyes on? Hmm. That's a great that's a great question, Brady. Very, very well thought out, because I don't know. Um I, Ted? If, you're, if you're not good to go, I can jump in. I don't know. I I am so looking forward to watching Quinn Hughes. Like yeah. as good as good as he was last year, and as much as I, I, I enjoyed watching Pedian and his growth in, in season number two versus one. I think that Quinn just has the ability to take this next step and really actually take over as the best player on this team, definitively, PD included. Uh, and not only that, like cement himself as 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 uh, an elite defenseman in this league and possibly even push for a Norris Trophy. I, I really think he's that good. And I, I, I feel like he's at this point where he ha- is within reach of this level where he can just literally take over games. And I and I've just I, I love that so much. I've wanted that so badly for the Canucks to have a defenseman of this ilk, and I just cannot wait to, to see him grow this season. I'm gonna ask you something quickly, and this is putting you on the spot. The season he had last year was pretty impressive. It's amazing. Like it was unreal, and you know, we thought that he got dogged on that 
called her uh, snub. But regardless, he he definitely had one of the most memorable, uh, one of the most impressive rookie seasons as a defenseman. And then just in a great season as a defenseman himself. Do you think, let's, let's maybe go first and foremost and we'll do a quick and then Brady, you can go for your player. Do any of us think that he's going to get a Norris nomination this season? And if he does, does anybody think he actually has an off chance of winning? I, 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 I think, go ahead, B. I, I think so. I think, uh, I think last year he proved he was uh, arguably, like in terms of points, he was a top five defenseman last season, um, arguably even top three. Um, so if you can play like that, especially in a Canadian division where we know he's the best defenseman in the division, uh, I think he's got a chance to go off. Um, I think it's only a matter of time until he is in the Norris Trophy conversation. I think, I mean, just the conversation alone, I think he's already in it. But him actually winning the, winning the trophy, uh, I think it's only a matter of time there. So, but no, probably this year. I mean, it's it's a complete possibility, especially with a shortened season. I mean, okay. that guy just seems to explode and get better and better, and he hasn't slowed down since he started. He's okay. the best defenseman since January. So I uh, expect him to to keep playing that same type of hockey moving forward. Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, man. I think so. I think if you ask me right now, who are the top five defensemen in this league? I take some time and ponder it. And Quinn Hughes is in that conversation, no doubt. And then if you're in that conversation for top five defensemen in the league, you're, you're no doubt in that conversation for three of those guys are going to be nominated for a Norris trophy. And if you're nominated for a Norris trophy, you're good enough to win a Norris trophy, like flat out. So yeah, I think that, I think it would be amazing if he was skipped over for a Calder trophy and won a Norris trophy the very next year. And it's very, very, very possible that he could do something like that. I think he's closer to winning a Norris trophy than Pedersen is to winning a, a, a scoring title, right? Yeah. We've all talked about that, I think right? that's fair. PD, yeah, PD has the ability oh, to lead 100%. the league in scoring. We've said that before, right? So even seeing Quinn in his rookie season say that Quinn is going to be the best in his position, that's very, very possible. And I, I feel like he's that's within reach. Hundred percent. Oh, 100%. I mean, I look at, I look at Elias Patterson and I think top five center in the league. Mm, not, I'm not so sure. Petr, uh, Hughes, top five defenseman all day long, all day long. I'm going to go nom, no win. Okay. That's great. I mean, Canuck nation will be pissed when he doesn't get the vote. doesn't get the final, the final coup de gras, I guess, to win the whole thing. But yeah, if we're if he's there in the end of the conversation, then some amazing things have happened for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, exactly, hundred um, percent. But Ryan, what about you, man? Is there is there a player you're looking forward to watching next season? Like, what what's got you stoked for 2021? I uh, I want to see this man have his comeback. I want him to see his form be rejuvenated. I want to see that wrist shot again. I want to see bar down on as many nights as humanly possible. I want the flow to be back. I want his gorgeous looks to dominate our screen every single night. If Brock Besser comes back and has the season that we've all hoped that he would just bounce back from, and again, injuries, they, they the things we don't know are uh, the things that all haunt us, I think. We all expect him to just be this top-tier player. You know, Everybody just remembers the great, and then he went down. He had multiple injuries, and they're significant ones for what he is known to do. He he hasn't done it, but Pretty impactful. He w- exactly, but he became an amazing two hundred foot player. So if you add that two hundred foot game plus the snipe show, 
all of a sudden he's back on PP1. He's on the podcast. And now we've got multiple threats on either one or two power play options. Five on five, he now becomes a threat again. Him and Bo can go off. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's easy to pick PD or Quinn or JT Miller now that we've got him. Um, Nate Schmidt, I think, is going to be a lot of fun as well. But, uh, like, I got... The, I. I got that love for for Brock, and man, would I love to see him um, get his his touch back? Because, like we all remember, like he had days for some of those goals, like the Carey Price one, the Lundqvist one. Like, come on, man! Like those are those are epic, epic goals, and I I just need him to start scoring those again, and he can do it against those goalies. So, you know. I think this is a season that Brock can get back and, you know, do what he's supposed to do. And I mean, that does a ton for a stock too. So, um, you know, here's hoping, uh, you know, he signed that deal and he can start earning it. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you go through stuff, right? So, um, and Brock's gone through a lot, even since he started the NHL. And uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait. Like, yeah, again, PD and Hughes and, Everybody else on that team, I would love to see how Demko does, but Brock Besser, yeah, I I love that guy, for sure. Yep. There's a lot yeah, of intriguing storylines. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to the All Canadian Division. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this young core, like, see how they can if they can completely take over for this team. Um, but for players that I'm looking forward to watching, um, kind of an underdog story, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Ole Levy can do with the Canucks. I mean, I think it's kind of. Uh, Probably the final make or break season for him. And he's in a position finally, it seems where uh, he's from what management thinks he's ready to be an NHL player. And he's ready to push for that and prove that he can do that. So, I mean, it's been four or five, six, four or five years now. So, I mean, um, excited for him to come to the team. I hope he makes a top six spot and all the best for him. Brady. Excited for that. It's going to be good. There's a lot of prospects. If he cracks the lineup, is he make or break anymore? Like does that all reset as soon as he makes the team? I think, I think he makes the team. I think I'm pretty. I think he's pretty much a guarantee at this point, unless somebody else comes along and completely blows him out of the water, or he gets hurt. I think there is, in w- one way or another, he makes the team. If it's the seventh defenseman or the sixth defenseman, I think he's sticking with the Canucks this year. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's almost like the. It's 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 like that idea of like if you're gonna. If you're gonna face off against the champ, the champ in a title match, you have to definitively beat the champ, right? To to be declared the winner. So if it's even, I think Brady, you're right. I think if it's even in a roster spot, we could pick either guy on this one. They're going with Ulevi, right? I think they have so much invested in him, um, even more so than a guy like a Brogan Rafferty um, and a Rathbone, even, right? So uh, I think I think they're gonna give him every opportunity to make this team and probably a little bit more. And even if he's not quite ready, they're probably letting they're probably willing to let him job shadow a little bit and learn on the fly. Um, so good call out on that one, Brady. I like that one a lot. You know, for Tannen's going to be a nice one to watch too, just because we want to know what's going on with that storyline. But Ole Olevi is a guy that I'm excited about seeing too. So good pick. Well, well played. That that is a that's a journalist dart. That's a that's a bullseye. That BCIT that BCIT is <laughs> paying off. So. Um, boys, looks like we're getting to that time of the hour. Um, we had some other stuff to talk about, but we can always bring that to next week. Uh, Ted, any final words? I don't know, unless you want to talk real quick about that amazing outdoor experience that we got to see. 
because that was just so cool. Let's do a quick five minutes. We'll do a quick five Damn. minutes after. We'll do like a mini bonus that we can launch. So we'll talk about that in a second. Sounds good. Brady, any final words for the official episode 68? Episode 68. It was a banger. Obviously not going to be quite as good as uh, next week's episode. That Stay nice. tuned. Episode 69 coming your way in one week. Yeah, he's we, just that we're gonna, excited we're not gonna talk but you know whatever um we're gonna have what's his face from american pie on <laughs> stifler yeah we're gonna have stifler on well, let's get sean william scott sean, the, the goon sean william scott is stifler so we're gonna have the goon on big 69 yeah, it's hilarious yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that polish my balls and serve me a milkshake <laughs> <laughs> See oh man people, people don't forget people do uh, people not forget. forget um no i got i'm i'm leading the calder race in 21 in chell i'm finally nice. uh, taking my time as ted said you know what i learned the same thing when i started playing madden i was wondering why i was always getting spanked and like i like run stop or getting intercepted or whatever and i learned on the run game for madden like you got to take your time let the offensive line set up set up a block so you can, you know, make your move. And all of a sudden I started scoring touchdowns. It seemed like like I just like figured out the the meaning of life. So Ted, I took your advice this last week and I just let the play happen. I didn't try to chase it. I tried to like be with it. All of a sudden the goal started going in. And my my you know the coach was a big fan. Um you know asked for another trade accidentally but I didn't hit X on that so that's okay. Um Things are going well. So I'm in the front runner for the Calder, and we're about, you know, just about halfway through the season. So, like, good things. I'll have updates on this. And hopefully. So, are you going to bite off and, and get Cyberpunk tomorrow, like the rest of the world? I don't even know what that. I've seen commercials. That's all I know. Like, I see uh, Keanu in it. So, it's probably half worth getting right there. But uh, no, I, I, I got enough time for Tony Hawk, and I got enough time for the NHL. That's about it. A little bit if we're talking, week. if we're talking shell feeds for a quick sec here, I'm going to throw this in. It was a big accomplishment in the Ursel household today. Um, actually, sorry, last night. Um, I finally got the girlfriend girlfriend playing shell with me. Uh, she's 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 not that bad. She's pretty good. She can score None the of us have been able goal. to do that. So good for you. But yeah. <laughs> um, so we decided to start our own little playoff mode, and uh, I mean, we have the difficulty on pro and. Um, we play for the Canucks, and uh, oh, you play on the same you know, team after after losing it. Yeah, we we play on the same team. Whoa! And uh, after losing a seven game series, uh, we we fired it up again, and instead of dropping the the difficulty level, kept it the same. We tried again, and uh, yeah, we won uh, overtime game seven. We're on to round two, and uh, you know it's real now. So not only did you get your girlfriend to play chell with you, you got your girlfriend to play like fourteen games of chell with you. Dude, she's competitive. She, like comes home from work today, and she's like, "Fire up the Chell station, let's go!" Wow. Yeah, I don't even have to ask. Yeah, you better ring that girl. Yeah, Boy I know, up, right? Buddy. Holy! Once she wins me, a, once once she wins, she wins me a cup. We'll uh, we'll talk about rings. When that yeah, fictional trophy, when you win the fictional trophy, like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. So okay. yeah. anyway, folks, <laughs> this has been an absolute blast. On behalf of Ted and Brady, who's out still in Vancouver. This is Ryan. This is the PP1 Podcast. Like, rate, subscribe. We are on the Dean Blundell Network. Thanks so much for having us. Owner's Box, thank you for sponsoring this gorgeous podcast. We're a bunch of gorgeous people. Player's Choice, they're doing okay, too. Lots of Christmas gifts. Check them out. Um, 
I know a little bit of my Christmas budget is going there. But uh, other than that, this has been an absolutely great catch-up. Brady's back, so all's good in the world again. Um, Have a wonderful evening, folks. Peace out. Peace. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.